This is Thor Ackerlin, and welcome to Video Game Bullshit. This is Master Daniel Piscina. Get over here to Video Game Bullshit. This is Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I'm an author of multiple gaming books, including collector's guides for both the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I'm a huge fan of action RPGs like The Legend of Zelda and obscure systems like the Neo Geo and TurboGrafx-16. And we've got guys. Hey, I'm big into uh, no death runs, high score runs, uh, collector of all things, vintage and retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Ninja Commando. <laughs> Commando. Ninja Commando. <laughs> Commando. Commando. Ninja Commando. <laughs> That's classic. Spirit. <laughs> so, Ninja Spirit. Oh. oh. Oh, Ninja. The first Ninja episode. <laughs> this is a beloved fucking game right here, though. And it, the PC Engine slash turbo graphics uh, versions are very very you know similar to the arcade version very true so i guess we should start from the perhaps we better start from the beginning start from the beginning <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the classic uh wallpaper times that's right so um ninja spirit known as saigo no nindao <laughs> Ninja Spirit. It's a 1988 arcade game developed by Irem. Um, published oh, yeah. by Irem as well in the arcades. Akin to, I would say, 
a lot of platforming, but akin to like kung fu with the one-hit kills on enemies um, at the beginning. And then it, like, gets really complex with different types of enemy types and, like, has multiple layers of complexity onto it. So, the game's hero is Gekko, a young ninja who lost his father um, to a mysterious half-man, half-beast creature. Um, And Ninja Spirit is based on the quest of his revenge in an alternative feudal Japan. Um, The irony is, is, it says... Gecko is a young ninja where he's obviously a wolf. Also, the the, the feudal Japan, he looks kind of like a ronin samurai a little bit, too. The, the actual character? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't look like the cover of the game, which I thought was interesting. Unless the cover is supposed to be a bad guy, which it's obviously not. Well, he wanted to look like Ninja Gaiden. Like, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to mention that. Yeah, the arcade, though, is fucking beautiful. Did you want to add any more for the beginning? Well, there's two modes in the TurboGrafx-16 PC Engine version. There's PC Engine mode, as I played PC Engine version, and arcade mode. So I only played PC Engine mode. I don't know. Did you play arcade mode or PC Engine mode? I did the same uh, PC Engine mode for this run. But in arcade mode, one hit, you die. There's also a Game Boy port, apparently. Um, actually, Kurt, Kurt Collada from Hardcore Gaming 101 mentioned that he covered the game a, a couple years back. There's also a ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, Amiga, and Amstrad CPC uh, ports as well. The, Com- the Commodore one looks kind of like Bruce Lee because the characters are like tiny. It, like almost compares to the Game Boy graphics on the uh, Commodore. It's pretty classic, actually. But my thoughts are, if they can port it to Commodore... Yeah, they can port it anywhere, yeah. They can port it to NES. Someone could. That's the fucking crazy thing. Still, right now. Fuck yeah, that'd be amazing if they did that. Pet project for somebody. Exactly. So, I would say that's about it for laying the wallpaper, really. I mean, you have a... Kind of like a side-scrolling action game... Um, not really a beat-em-up, but an action game. Kind of like, almost like Contra with ninja shit. I mean, really. And it's a very short game. I consider it a very easy game. Do you consider it a very easy game? Once you master it, yeah. And once you once you know certain things to do, yeah. It was the second game that I've ever beat, that I beat for uh, TurboGrafx slash PC Engine. Yeah. Uh, first, first one was Splatterhouse, and... The second one was this puppy right here. So, yeah, it was, um, this, to me, defines arcade. Yeah. The frenzied attack atmosphere really um, lends itself to that. The frenzy attack gets real, like, later in the game, too. Like, there's fucking tons of enemies. But, like, with one simple power-up, to me, like, the, the sword becomes, like, you just use the turbo button and the sword and literally anything comes near you gets destroyed you get different power-ups and uh the the sword once you get that power up it can actually be used effectively as a shield yeah so so it, it it's kind of like shinobi 3 a little bit for genesis where you can just deflect except it's different because you know the way that it's done mm-hmm. 
but yeah, there's there's different little strategies. And as far as the arcade, though, it's uh, I just want to talk about that real quick. It's just very similar, but um, it's interesting because the story's different. Your your master just like melts in front of you. It's kind of like Dark Crystal. How you just like he's, it's like he dies in front of you, and then the game begins. So it's more it's just like straight to the point. Okay, he's dead. Now we go. I actually think the music is superior to the PC Engine in a lot of ways. Um, and PC Engine has its, its own, you know, pluses and stuff. But the arcade has amazing music. Um, so yeah. you can't pass that up. In the arcade, on the bottom of the screen, you can see all of the weapons that you can access from the beginning of the game. Yep. And that's the thing that is um, different with the arcade than in the PC Engine version because it's in the top left as a little box and you, like, toggle through them. Yep. Now, the whole thing is, I think they did that, and this is the point that I wanted to get to, I think that they did that because with the arcade, um, you would want to see the weapons all from the get-go because it's like, you know, you want to play this game. You want to put your quarter in this game. It's kind of drawing you. So if you if you have all the weapons at the top left and you can just toggle through one and you can only see one at a time, if you think about it... It's not as visually appealing. That's not effective... Um, Unless you can look on there and, and look at, you can see the katana, you can see the, the throwing stars, you can see the chain sickle, and you can see the bomb, which is my workhorse. Each level has an optimal weapon to use against the enemies. So, and it's not like against all the enemies, because you could literally just run through with any weapon and kill all the little shitheads in the, in the level, but each level has their, like, tough guy. And it's usually right at the beginning, and it's, like, in the first little section that it'll save once you get past it. So, like, the riding guys. Um, there's these guys with a big old sword that swipe. There's other guys um, that have the sickle, and they shoot it down in one of the levels. And if you use the right weapon, it'll kill them. Like, the riding guys, if you use the ninja stars powered up to one, you can literally blow through them in seconds, whereas it takes four swipes of your powered-up sword to kill them. So it's a risk-first-reward because you have to learn it, but this game offers infinite continues. So that's why it's like this game becomes extremely simplistic and easy to beat. Um, because literally, if you keep playing it, you're going to fucking beat it. Um, one, one question I have for you. Yeah. Is using turbo cheating? Because it makes it so fucking easy. This is the thing. I say no because it's part of the setup. It's part of the controller, but it's like, it's literally, it makes the game go from, because I didn't use Turbo until, I want to say, level 6. I didn't use Turbo at all. And once I got to, level 6 is when it starts to become a clusterfuck on the screen. And when I moved over to the stars, put Turbo on, I'm like, oh, this is a lot easier now. And I started blowing through it again. Since I've beaten this game multiple times, I actually experimented this time. Mm -hmm. And I beat it completely with just bombs. <laughs> and turbo it's freaking crazy i was laughing my ass off how fucking nuts it gets you just like waste everything <laughs> like bombs against the freaking uh bosses is a joke everything dude that's the yeah. only thing i used the if whole fucking game the, if you time them too it's so hilarious and i remember when i played it back in the day i used the um the grappling chain thing a lot they're all awesome the little sickle thing that's the other thing that we have to mention I didn't use it at all when I played it for, for the bullshit homework, though. Like, I used it, like, once. Each weapon can be used to beat the game just by itself. So, Absolutely. And I actually think 
Um, there is probably like a hard um, to easy mechanism built in those four weapons too. Like one's the easiest, probably. one's the hardest. Well, I think that there's a subtle little like uh, rock paper scissors lizard Spock because there's four weapons or whatever. <laughs> but um, but there's a rock paper scissors aspect where you have this weapon works on this enemy, but all the weapons are so powerful that it really you really don't notice it. Um, the fall at the end for me, since I didn't use a guide and I didn't remember where to go, um, it took as long as me playing through the entire game combined. Like, I, the, the fall part, I died so many times doing that. I think probably like 50 times or something. But, like, it took me more times doing that in, than the entire playthrough of the game. <laughs> Just... Wow, because there's there's a secret to that too. Oh, I know the secret too. We'll tell we'll tell at the end. I figured I remembered it at after I got after I died like fifty times. I'm like, oh yeah, you just do this, and I was like, it's fucking easy. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, it takes like a miracle otherwise. And then I wrote the end boss was real easy with bombs, which you've already talked about. Everything's easy with bombs, like dude. Killed that's like seconds. Dude. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Bombs on turbo. Oh my fucking god, it's so fun. <laughs> Especially powered up. Just like what? Holy fuck! When you power on the game, you put the bomb on, put on turbo. It shoots out slow, but as soon as you hit that first power up, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and we we needed to talk about the power ups now. So there's there's different orbs, and they're basically on like a scroll. Yep. So there's a red orb that powers up your weapon. There's a blue orb, which is like a shadow buddy, which we haven't talked about. Shadow buddy guy, pal, friend. Which is like the Gaiden 2 style. Hell yeah. How you get your buddies. And then there's a yellow orb, which is like a fire shield. It, it wears off. Mm-hmm. But it, and then, then there's a pink slash purple orb. It destroys all the enemies on the screen. Now, the one thing that I mentioned, that I wanted to mention, the pink purple orb should have probably been like a green orb. I'm just saying this because to me, uh, maybe I'm a little colorblind, but that pink purple orb looks a lot like the red orb. Oh yeah, I I didn't notice them blend together at all, but I mean, I am colorblind, like legitimately. Yeah, I mean they definitely could be similar if you have a sensitivity to that, though. So you should always just use like if you have it available, use one that's like a stark contrast from the others. Oh sure. Yeah, so it's more of a rule of thumb for anyone, like, making a game. <laughs> in my opinion, because to me, I can't even tell the difference between the, the pink-purple ones and the red ones, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, it's hard for me to tell. So if it was a different game where it actually mattered, I'd be like, fuck, I got that one, I didn't want to get that one. Like, Yeah. You, you know, like a Spriggan or something. Oh, yeah, if any, any shoot 'em up where it changes your power-up. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck. Oh, it'd be a nightmare <laughs> for you. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, luckily this one didn't change your weapon. Like, you're using the bombs, and all of a sudden you get the pink one, you want the red one, now you don't have the bombs anymore. Oh. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> all right, so you want to start at the uh, from the beginning? Yeah, let's start, let's start doing the level-by-level uh, level analysis. All right. So, yeah, stage one. Asura. Basically, the boss is Asura in this stage. Sometimes the stage isn't always the same name as the boss, but in this one, it's it is. This one's got like it's like um, it has like crumbling temple grounds. Yeah, there's like statues. Yeah, this, the statues are badass. And then there's some water in there. 
in like the middle of the stage mm-hmm. around there's you like walk through a little pool of water too but yeah the crumbling uh, effect is badass statues are badass and then the boss is like the ultimate badass statue right <laughs> Love that boss. So yeah. what I used for this boss was different. If you use the bombs, I used, um, I just used the ninja stars with the power up. So that, uh, and and two different, um, and you had all three three guys. So it's literally like shots just flying at him constantly, and I was just like jumping to avoid his shots. Yeah, he's he's got to hit that fucking big boy. Hit hit that head. Dodge and just go hog wild. Dog will hunt. Dog will <laughs> Dog hunt. Will hunt. Go crazy. And the thing is, in the first stage, too, it's more just use your instincts. This is like a more of an arcade kung fu style game. So yeah. you're just going on, on your instincts, man. Like there's It's it's hard to even describe like a strategy because you just have to fucking kill everything you see. I wouldn't let anything last too long if you just take it out. Use the weapons to your advantage. You can master a certain weapon if you want. And don't even worry about the others. You can use all of them in tandem. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. There's so many, There's so much replay fucking value in this game. Definitely. That, that That's why people love it, though. I mean, that's why it's so amazing. And so fluid, though. The controls are so fucking fluid. It doesn't move too fast, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, fluid as fuck. The controls are perfect. You can shoot in all eight directions. So what I was going to mention is the difference between the power-ups actually uh, is why I chose the Ninja Star over, like, the bombs. Because with the bombs, like, they go crazy, but you have to aim them a little bit more. Whereas the Ninja Stars just shoot all over the fucking place, so I could dodge a little bit easier at the beginning. Do you like all of them? For different stages, what do you think? Um, I was using whatever kills the enemy that is in that level. So if it was the riding guys, I would switch over to the ninja stars. If there was a bunch of like the flying fucking dogs, basically if there's a bunch of like overhead guys or guys that are trying to come from behind you, I use the sword because when you shoot, when you swipe the sword, it gives you a protection. So if something gets near me, I just swipe real quick, and it uh. literally protects me. Um, because when you shoot the ninja stars, you can't hit projectiles, but you can hit projectiles with the sword. That was, that was the one reason why I kept switching back over to the sword. So I was literally toggling to multiple different ones. And it was the same thing with the bomb. The bomb didn't take out, unless the bomb explosion hit the projectile, it wouldn't take out the projectiles either. So there was a, there was a risk first reward depending on how chaotic it was on the screen for me. Yeah, and since you mentioned that too, as far as the turbo goes, mm-hmm. I would say you you could shoot almost as fast as the, the turbo can go. It's just more wear and tear on your controller, so I guess that's that's where that decision comes in. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it was like I wasn't hardly up to level six. I really wasn't attacking that like rapid fire because I was I was using the sword mainly as when all the chaotic levels and then when it was a boss time or one of those like the Rydens and all the kind of like a mid boss like the mid boss dudes like the little harder guys then I would switch over to something a little more chaotic and just tap real quick and then switch back over to the sword like I was alternating constantly so I didn't really need the turbo until level 6 when there was like 7 guys on the screen at a time and shit and then it was too much and I just needed to fucking blast them all away into oblivion <laughs> 
<laughs> the uh, the chain sickle is super fun too. That that's that's the one I never I didn't use. I've actually beat it with the chain sickle back in the day. Um, I beat it with just with the chain sickle, just with the bomb, um, and I'd probably do the katana next, just with the katana, like nothing else, just because it's fun. But yeah, that's that's the other thing. You, you can mix and match and go fucking nuts. But yeah, all of them are solid. That's the other thing. It's like Vice Project Doom where all the weapons are solid. There's like not a weak one in the bunch. You just have to know how to use it. That's the key about that. Yeah. Good game program. Good game design. The programming is like leveled. Everything's like leveled out. Like everything has its strength. And it also like between all the weapons, they all work together to create like a fluid strength. Absolutely. And that's why people fucking love this game because you... You come onto it so easily, and you just learn so easily when you start playing it, and it just becomes like a thing. I just rely all on Twitch. Yep. And I just go fucking nuts. I I just love the massacre aspect <laughs> of just shooting in all directions. It because with okay, so I, I got to throw this in for Ghost Stage Two with um, Super Castlevania Four, yeah. which is one of my favorite games ever. You can whip it in all eight directions. And that that kind of trained me. That that basically trained me to do that. Like, I, I, it was so fun. So this game does it too, and you, you just just go nuts. <laughs> so once once you get it down, man, and you put that turbo on, it's fucking redonkulous. Because there's there's no ammo either. Nope. That's the other thing we have to mention. There's no fucking ammo. No ammo. No magic. None of that. Like, so you just toggle through these four badass weapons. No fucking ammo. You can jump so fucking high. Yeah, you can. Like, super high. So that's that's another part of my strategy, before we go further, is jumping. Is that Quest of Key that does that? Or what's the game? There's a game that jumps like that on the NES. Oh, Kage. Yep, Legend of Kage. Exactly. Yeah, Legend of Kage is fucking awesome. That's actually what this game reminded me a lot of. Yeah, but much easier. <laughs> I think Demon Sword has that aspect as well. Demon Sword's like a Kage style, even though the cover looks like a Conan type thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but it's like it's a Kage style game. It's awesome. Definitely like a conversion. You know, they like tried to change the art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tricks, tricks, and traps. Tricks and traps. But that game's good though. Demon Sword's awesome. So another good one. That's a good trick. But yeah, so then stage two, the uh, two-axed ogre, which is basically like the forest stage, you know, the woods of Japan. Oh, the two, yeah, the the two-axed ogre. I always thought it was like a kabuki, you know, and of an older VGBS. Me too, though. I thought the same thing because yeah. his hair. Yeah, crazy ass, big old mane, lion's mane hair. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward stage. Again, it's like the first one, not too bad. Bomb the fuck out of him. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, then one, once you get to him, though, he's... If he hits you, man, you're fucked, so... Well, one hit death, but, like, literally, like, I was just... You gotta watch it. I just went over to the bottom right corner, shot at him, and as soon as he went at me, I just jumped, and by then he's dead. <laughs> like, it's like, you you dodge him once, with, and you have the bombs on rapid fire, and you just turn toward him, he's dead. Like that's the thing. It's all about those bombs. But if you want to make it hard on yourself, that's what's cool too. 
you can change, if you want to, like, actually master, which I haven't done yet, like, master every aspect of the game. I'm telling you, just with sword would be awesome. You have the shield. I think hard mode would be the damn um, sickle rope. Yeah, probably, because you don't have um, the shield. There's no shield, and it goes only in front of you. It doesn't go too far. And that's, when I beat that one, it was, like, so fun, though, because I, I love that weapon. It reminded me of Bionic Commando, you know? So cool. You can't latch, but it's cool. Well, and the thing we haven't really touched upon is that, is that like, swords, the, um, the sickles, the bombs, the stars. This is times three. Like, you have all three guys... You got three swords, three sickles. You got like the ninja stars powered up, shoot in three directions, like up, up, down, up, straight, and a little bit down. Not up, but like upright and downright. And then you got that times three. So there's nine sets of projectiles flying everywhere. And with the bombs, it's like rapid fire explosions times three. It's insane. It, it's really, really satisfyingly chaotic. Yeah, the, the, the Gaiden 2 Shadow Buddy. It's like, we can't forget about that because as, as long as you don't die, man, they're they're hanging out. So, yeah. What's cool, Irem, right? R-Type, Image Fight. And then it just kind of has a shmup aspect of power-ups, though, where you get powered up super crazy. And super fast in this game. So even if you do die, typically within... A few seconds, you're gonna get either a red power up to power up your weapon or a shadow buddy. Like it happens so fast. Like there was never a time that I got to like a boss, even if I died in the checkpoint right before him, without at least one shadow buddy and a powered up weapon. That's the key. Like once you get powered up, don't die. <laughs> and and the thing is, is the game was, you know, a little bit quote unquote easier because we got through it quickly. But it was fun the whole time and it makes us want to go back and master every different weapon because it's satisfying it's fun it actually reminds me especially when you do it with the sickle it reminds me of smash tv because there's so many times that you think you're dead and you're not and that's that's the arcade aspect you pull it out at the last minute that's what makes an arcade game an arcade game in my opinion all those little moments that you it's like you're not fucking dead dude you got this don't give up. Yeah. You know? So so in, in level one, I got to the end boss, the Shura, with one hit point left. And I didn't die. <laughs> Pulled it out, and it was fucking amazing. That's exactly it, though, is it makes you want to keep playing because you can do those things that make you feel superhuman. Well, and that uh, the part with the one hit points, like a baseball game, you know, the last inning, or a basketball game, you know, the last second... Michael Jordan hit that last three-pointer. That's exactly what it is, though. It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone goes fucking nuts. But yeah, so like stage two, the boss, as, as we said, he, he looks like a, a kabuki, but yeah, just fucking waste him with the grenades. Um, and then we get to stage three, Hanzo the Fiend. So to me, stage three is, is the coolest looking stage. It's the uh, Crescent Moon Mire, basically. So it's a swamp, and there's a moon in the back. This level looks fucking amazing. And it's pretty straightforward, you know, just blast and go crazy, you know. Um, this whole game, just to, that's the whole thing about it. You can literally just satisfyingly... It's all, I mean, it does have a shoot-em-up feel to it. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. You're just going through. I mean, like, there's only so much you can say about a shoot 'em up. So as far as what to do, it's kind of use your instincts. But yeah, so it's like setting the swamps, really cool. Um, the boss is like a huge katana guy. Yeah, yeah, the little slow waving katana guy, and you jump like way far over him. So it's really unfair for the guy because he moves so slow, and he's like, ugh, and he moves this little sword real slow in the arc. And it's like, there wasn't even a chance that he was going to hit me. The thing was, the um, now it's a one-hit death. You just can't get hit by that sword. Other than that, yeah. Again, what I use is just grenades. It gets wasted so quickly. They all do. Pretty sure I use grenades again because I swapped over to grenades for Kabuki Quantum Fighter. So then I <laughs> then I um, moved back over for, for Ninjak. So you basically have to like keep your distance, jump up, and then nail him where he's unprotected by the katana blades. So basically, like, right above his head or right slightly behind it. That's where you got to hit. Maybe I didn't use the bombs then. Maybe I used the ninja stars because I literally just jumped over him, run to the side, turn around, blast him, and he would get hit. And I think if I... Maybe I jumped a little just to have the shadow clones jump so I had a bigger wider array of ninja stars but like i didn't have to aim shit i just shot at him so i must have used the ninja stars because it was like he was real easy i didn't even have to aim and i was i was on the ground and i would then then when he got close to me where i knew the arc was almost gonna get close to me and i just jump over him run to the other side and rinse and repeat and i did it like i think maybe five or six times and he was dead this point when i play this game i just go fucking like ape shit so <laughs> i just unload everything on him and it's just gone well the bombs for sure like that's that's the point you can get to with this game though yeah. <laughs> where it's just like total destruction and that's that's why it's hard to even like talk about a strategy but just go fucking crazy especially if you have that turbo just go nuts, and then, you know, if, if you want to make it harder on yourself once you beat it the first time, you can take something away. Now you know how it goes. You take something away, make it a little harder. You know, that's all up to you. It's super fucking cool. It's, God, the replayability in an arcade game in general is just, like, through the roof. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, nail him when he's not, where he's unprotected, you'll take him out, and then stage four, the Den of Demons. <laughs> the Den of Demons. <laughs> yes. What's funny is I like, flew through this game so fast that I'm trying to remember, like, what each boss is, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they got the giant sword. I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> That's the thing. You do go through it really quick. It's like yeah. a warp speed. It is. Type deal. <laughs> I remember each boss fight, though. That's the best part. Yeah, and with the, uh, the Den of Demons, there's, you know, there's like, I would say it's kind of like a little village. You can see a little, like, housing type things, doors, windows, little, little dwellings. Was was this the the level where the Raidens were introduced? The Raidens, or was that earlier? Um, they're in, like, they start in the swamps. They, like, dash. Because, like, the Raiden guys are a pain in the ass because they give you a one-hit death. They give you a one-hit death, and if you give them time, they'll throw their little fucking... It's not a sword, but it's like a little staff, a little half-step. They'll throw it upward, and it kills you, too. So, like, if you bomb them, you probably never even noticed. <laughs> it's all, like, a big blur, because I just... It's so quick to me. 
Um, which mm-hmm. is part of the fun. It has that Donkey Kong Country aspect where it's just fucking full throttle, even though it doesn't move as fast, yeah. unfortunately. But it's fast enough because the weapons are just it's like a firework display. But yeah, the um, the one thing that I do pay attention to, the Orange Ninjas, they carry all different types of power-ups, but the Orange Ninjas are the ones you want to take out. They carry tons of them. So that's the one big thing. Some some run on you, some are like plastered against the wall, but I don't think any of them attack you. Yeah, so when you see it, hit them, and you get treats. So, the Den of Demons is definitely an aptly named, and then it turns into more of like a Rocky type, has the Rocky type background, like bamboo shoots that if you land on them, they take you out. Mm-hmm. They're like spikes, basically, you know. Yep. There's a cool stage feature, ceiling walking. Is this the, is this the level that they introduced ceiling walking? Reverse gravity fun, yep. Oh, yeah, so this was when they introduced the sickle ninjas then, too. I died a few times, but it's literally you just alternate, and if you try to take them out, like, your weapons aren't quite powerful enough to kill them before they'll get off a shot, and if they hit you, you die. So it's easy just to dodge them. Sickle! Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different strategies you can use, too. It's a beautiful thing. Again, you have to, if, if you use a different weapon, you guys change your strategy. That's the thing about it that makes it amazing, too. Um, So then, so this level is kind of crazy because now I I think stage four is the first big test. Lots of enemies, bamboo spike hazards, tons of enemies fucking coming from everywhere. This is the level where it's like, I can't believe I didn't die like the last four times. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that I thought I was going to. And then you hit the falling ceiling part. Yes. Yes. It's so perfectly timed where you can't fuck around, you know? So this is when I learned that if you do a, a jump at the enemies and slash down, your momentum won't stop and you can collect the power-up. So, because I died uh, the first time, because I was fucking around. I did on purpose, though, just to see. So if you mess up and, and hesitate at all, you'll die. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing about Smash TV too. You can't stop moving. You can't stop moving. That's the key to arcade games. It really is, though. This is the one situation where I didn't have two Shadow Buddies going forward because there's two power ups, and you get one red, one Shadow Buddy, and so. But if you run and jump at the red ninjas, you can literally hit them on the way down, collect the power up, and keep moving. And you'll take a couple hits of the bombs. Un- inevitably, I did. Because there's little uh, ninjas that throw bombs that kind of move really fucking slow, which is annoying. And But if you use the uh, sword, there's a little bit of back um, coverage, too, when you swipe it. Oh, yeah, we can't forget about that. It's just a total shield. The sword is so cool much. to use. I need to beat that the next time that I beat it. Just use a sword. Sword run is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, now the thing is, the boss of stage four, it's like two concrete blocks. This is the blocks. Boom blocks is what I call them because I bomb the shit out of them. The Blaster Master and Batman, don't those have like box bosses? Um, I'm not sure on Blaster Master. Definitely Batman though. Mega Man. Mega Man does for sure. Mega Man 2. There's a lot of them actually, like when yeah. you think about it. Um, this is just an, like another one. And actually. From what the Game Center episode said, it was uh, completely random, is the movement of the boxes. Um, they do look quite random. Uh, what do you think? 
know. I think that the boxes react to your button presses. So if you move right, the box is going to do something. And if you move left, it's going to do something in a pattern. And it's usually the opposite of what you're doing to try to kill you. Like programming-wise, so, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So they, they programmed it to kind of follow you, which is good. I mean, it, they tried killing me. I almost got crushed on the ceiling once. Didn't, thank God. But My notes are very simple. Don't get crushed. <laughs> Don't get crushed. <laughs> right? Dodge and attack as always, though. Dodge, duck, dive, and dodge. <laughs> I mean, this game is jumping and throwing crazy shit out. And, oh, dude, what a rush this game is. Oh, what a rush. And the the key was is that, like, if you hit any part of those, because you have to hit all four sides of each box. And if you hit any of those with the bomb, it kills multiple sides. So, like, literally, you only have to hit, you only have to make connection, like, four times to kill the whole fucking boss. The bomb is such a rush. It's it's the funnest way that I've beaten it so far. It's just the bomb. You'll have to do some swift dodging, but yeah. you'll take them out.
Then stage five, the tribe of the nine wind demons. <laughs> is, the, is this the uh, is this the vertical level? Yeah, it's the mountain cliffs. Got to go up in this stage. I was playing it in London, was watching, and I literally fucking fell like all the way down. I'm like, holy shit! Metroid style. Well, it's because as you're going up the platforms, there's spots where there's explosions, and I was trying to avoid the explosion, then I'd miss the footing, <laughs> and then I'd fall, and then it's like. The the placement of the platforms when you fall is just like right not where you would expect. It was it was interesting. It's definitely done well. The programming is like ace. I just love how the falling means you have to retrace your steps. It's that's that's like the gimmick of this level. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very uh, Kabuki Quantum Fighter. Punishment through more like punish through more demand. You know, gotta do it again. <laughs> gotta love it. <laughs> Punish. Gotta get better, though. Gotta get better at the game. Gotta get, they punish you, they punish. 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 Naughty. Punishment is necessary. Punishment is good. <laughs> You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Silent night. Deadly night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, this one was the easy-ass boss. Ah, uh, yes. So the flying kite with nine demon knights. So he, this is the tribe of the nine wind demons. This is it. All I gotta say, destroy. So this is this is where I used ninja stars and had nine ninja stars flying everywhere and just killed everything so quickly. Waste them all. Yeah. Well, like, they didn't even stand a chance. Like it was like no, they, they couldn't even populate as fast as I was hitting them with stars. Right, like especially when you have a turbo on. Exactly, it was really cool though. Love it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Another easy fucking boss though. And then you get to level six, which is where I feel that they took the kid gloves off. Thunderclouds. <laughs> Thunderclouds. <laughs> Thunderlips is here in the flesh, baby. It's time. The match has begun. <laughs> I love Thunderlips. <laughs> and you're outside with some rocky terrain. Yeah. In, in the background. Uh, rocky, eh? Rocky, bo And clouds with uh, lightning flashing. Awesome. And, oh, yeah, we, we got to mention, like, there there is um, some parallax. A little bit, yeah. Um, there's, like, one layer. A little bit. In a lot of the stages, you can just see it. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. What do you think about the graphics as far as PC Engine-wise? Oh, I think that the graphics were nice. They're not as big as they are in the arcade, of course. The arcade looks really good. So, yeah, the the graphics were cool. Level 6, though, was interesting because you had the, um, the Rydens... But with the little rock platforms, they would be at a, um angle that you literally would have to almost, like, duck and dodge them or wait to be able to kill them. Yeah, it starts to get a little harder. Like, they start to anticipate your your movement a little bit more each level. They, they introduce someone new who has, you know, a little bigger, better skill. So that's that's the thing about it, too, where... There, there is a decent ramping of difficulty. And this would be the first level where if you just decide to just dodge everyone and keep running, that you actually get a lot of slowdown. That's when. It, that's why there's no way that you could ever have like two players at the same time, I don't think. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Especially with two, just two 8-bit processors, you'd need like way more than that. Well, imagine like all the projectiles everywhere on top of it, like uh, times three each. <laughs> right. And then 
with the uh, the boss. Now we got the ghosts of the fugitive warriors, aka I call them multiplier man. There's 15 in all, I believe. I think that's what they said in the Game Center episode too. There's there's 15 different guys you gotta kill, and <laughs> basically you just keep taking them out one after the other. Just jump, dodge, jump, dodge. You know. And, and basically, they wait till you stop on the ground. That's when they appear right where you're at, and they slash immediately. So, basically, when you stop, you have to jump immediately because they're going to appear right there. And if you stop, they slash and kill you in one hit. So, um, I was using the stars again. Um, I tried the, I died the first time because I used the bombs, and they were a little too slow. Okay. So, um, I, I was playing chaotically and having fun with it at that point. Right. With the turbo on. Turbo on now. Uh, so so now it was like nine ninja stars helped me when I was just jumping back and forth. <laughs> Bye-bye. They, they, had no fuck, they had no fucking chance. It was great. Like nothing does. Like That's the thing. No. I'm just playing through the level, and it's all just fodder. It's all just cannon fodder. like Destruction. I don't even know like what it is. It's what's so funny about it at this point. It, it's just... <laughs> you. I, I would call it good balance, but really they probably should have balanced it a little bit <laughs> more so it wasn't so, so overpowered, but it was satisfying. So I can't complain. If I only used... Like the sickle, though you know, it would be a little harder than the grenades. So it it gets to that point where if you want it harder, you gotta like isolate yourself to a certain weapon. Exactly. The the programmers didn't force you, which that would have been the game design portion. Yeah. So I I mean, really, it's it's fantastic, and I just can't complain about it at all. It's fucking great. Yeah. Once you take out the uh, multiplier man. Then we get to actually stage seven, the bloody battle. The bloody battle. Bloody battle. So right here, what you have at the beginning, you're running down the corridor. You can jump to the ceiling, the ground. There's explosions, a couple enemies. Not too hard. Yeah, it's basically like a cave environment with tons of small stalactites. But like Jeff said, they don't hurt you. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, he alluded to that by saying you can jump on the ceiling. So, yeah. For sure, yeah. And then you get to the second part. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only like a little stretch there. It almost has like an organic Giger style, slightly. Like at the very end, it almost looks like bones of like a brontosaurus head or something, Maybe. like where you fall. And I, that's what that always remind me of. But it's a, it's a cave. I mean, that's just my imagination running wild. We're probably just used to it so much at these last levels to have it be organic. Yeah, it's like, that's the other thing I was thinking, too, with, like, Contra. That's true, yeah, and so now we get to the second part, which is the fall. Um, you have these ninjas that go up at you. They're, as you're falling, they're, like, moving upward, but really, you're just moving downward, and they all kill you in one hit, so you literally can't touch anybody falling all the way down the corridor. And their swords are, like, held upward. Yep. Like, over their heads, so that, basically, you can't touch them. And I tried to go to the right, and literally, like, you fall down, you gotta go, there's two guys on the right, go around them, then there's a guy, like, on the left a little bit, then on the right, there's two more guys that come up, you go around them, you're, like, weaving like a fucking snake. Yeah. And, like, I just kept dying, and I would get down, and I'm like, oh, now I'm at the fourth section of this, then the fifth section, and I could get there every tenth time, and I kept dying, and I'm like... All right, I remember there's an easier way. So then I just started fucking around, and I I found my strat my old strategy. What'd you do? 
hold left as soon as you fall down, and then um, if you time it just right, because there's one guy that could possibly kill you, you have to hesitate for a second, then uh-huh. one pixel or one ninja spot from the left, you can fall all the way straight down and not get hit. <laughs> like, Got him. Yeah. Like, I literally just sat there. I'm like, yep, there it is. I died, I died like, twice because the one guy, like, hit me twice, and then as soon as I missed him once, it was fucking over. So once you fall down that fucking pit... You're at the boss. Looks so menacing and ominous. The bloody battle truly begins, and the great mummified monk... Yeah, he looks like a badass. It's time. And you hit him with a couple grenades, and he blows up. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good old God grenades damn. taking out everybody. Damn it. I was like... I was like, damn, this is going to take a while. He ain't going to die from, like, a few grenades. And then I, like, dodged, like, two or three times. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's dead already. He goes, or whatever the noise he makes when you beat him. Well, he's a pushover. And if you do have the unpleasantry of dying, you'll actually start right off at the boss. Yeah. Um, now, here's a funny thing. Stay on the very right side and hug the wall. Beams can't touch you. You're essentially invincible. Yeah, because the beams, like, they were... Looked like they were programmed to dissipate so you could outrun them a little bit. Yeah, there's a range on them. So, but the range dissipates before it gets to the right. Yeah, so if you don't move, you actually can't get hit, and you can just sit there and kill them with a range weapon. Too easy. Jumping. It's like, jeez. The hard part is, is getting both um, power-ups. If you die before getting there, or you've died multiple times falling down the corridor... You have to go to the left and to the right to get the power-up. So if you go to the right first like I did, and then i got to run to the left, dodge, and then get back to the right and dodge. This, to me, is a, a good one that anyone who wants to start no-death runs, definitely try this game. Level 7 doesn't even count, because you only have to go through that little stretch, and then if you know the drop, and you just hug the right side of the wall, that level's already done. Basically, you only have to worry about level 1 through 6, and those levels fly by super quick. Pretty short. Yeah, it's short, too. The bosses aren't too, like, bad. Um, they're not pin cushions or anything, you know. They're kind of pushovers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing about it, man. So we got to give it a grade, and then I gotta we gotta talk about the social media posts regarding Ninja Spirit, and I think we can put a bow on this motherfucker. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, grade. That's really tough. Grade. That's really fucking tough. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about a grade purposely because I didn't want to have any preconceived notions going into it because I wanted to let our own analysis direct me. Well, because if if I say the difficulty, you can change the difficulty with the weapons you use. Well, there's also arcade mode that's harder. Right. So I can't. How do I dock it for for that? I mean, that, that's. I wouldn't dock it at all on the 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 difficulty. Now now length, how short it is, you can. I mean, only I think there was one level where it actually had a second part to it. Yeah. If if all the levels had multiple stages, that that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I would say that would be the the one nitpick would be I would I would like a more. I mean, that's it. Which is always a great thing. Yeah, that's that's not a that wouldn't be a full letter grade, maybe a half a letter grade. Ah, oh, man, it's tough. Yeah, cuz I mean, this to me, it's a must have. Ninja Spirit, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I 
I guess I'm just gonna go with a strong A, but it's almost an A plus two because it's just so fucking perfect. It's hard for me not to say A plus, but I guess they can make a few tweaks on it. But man, I mean, it's near perfect. So that's what I'll say. I would say the only way we could get it down would be to nitpick things. And the music's great. The soundtrack. Yeah, it's funny. We always overlook the music because we always have the music in the episodes. But yeah, yeah we definitely got to talk about that more. Music's fucking amazing. Soundtrack's incredible. I love like the menu music too, and just when the new like act starts, it's <laughs> <is> classic. <laughs> so I would say the main thing is, and why it's not an A plus, is just the level design when it came to like that last part of the level. It's like. They expected you to happenstance upon things, so you had that arcade-padded difficulty. Like, there was no real way to finesse your way through that ninja horde. You had to find the left spot or get lucky. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 that's fair. That's fair. That's about the that's about the only knock, and that would be at an A. And that would be, you, and, and yours combined with mine does not drop it down another half point. So I would say it's an A game. And solid. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, because if you don't know to go left, you know, you're in a world of hurt. So so because this game was short, I did a social media um, question. So I asked online, what is the easiest game you have ever completed the first time through? And I wrote, I just played Ninja Spirit yesterday for tonight's live podcast and beat it in well under an hour. But it was still awesome. Is there anything you've played that's easier? So I got people like like over uh, 35 comments. <laughs> um, so we got one. Uh, Daniel Hopkins wrote Terminator MD. So I assume that's Mega Drive? Yeah. So 20 minutes the first time. Huh, nice. So beat that game 20 minutes the first time. Uh, our, our old VGBS Season 1, Rob Bryant. I beat The Little Mermaid on the NES first time it booted up. So I took it back to the rental store and got another rental for free because I told them it wouldn't work in my NES. <laughs> nice. Good call. Good move, Rob. That's a classic rental store story, though. That's a classic trick. Um, Wesley Gross wrote, When I was a kid, I played and beat Jackal. My dad thought I was lying because he spent weeks playing it and couldn't beat it. But once he saw the ending when I played it, he was like, No way! Holy shit. Yeah, he said he he said um after that he he also later was it was got pretty good at Contra too. Yeah, he's like that good at Konami games. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. That's cool though. That game is kind of hard. Ryan Sazaplinski, I probably butchered that last name. Um, wrote Ninja Turtles Three: The Manhattan Project on the NES. Uh, I was so disappointed how quickly I beat it because I was expecting it to last me a long time of entertainment when I was younger when I got that for my birthday. So, yeah, Turtles 3 was pretty easy because by that point we all had played the arcade game. And Turtles 3 is more of the same, which was fun, but it also meant that we were already kind of mastered the controls and it added more cool stuff to it, like the little flip move and the power. So, of course, it was a little easier. Um, Aaron Tokonaga, who actually was the translator for uh, Retro Game Master 2. The Game Center CX game too, so he has to visual novels count. 
because there's a game on the Nintendo Vita that's a full retail price. There's no choices, no branching paths, and the whole story's over in six minutes. <laughs> and he posted a link to it. Hmm, six minutes. And he said not only that, but you platinum the game, so you get a platinum trophy after playing the game for six minutes. <laughs> um, Bonk 3 is what David Lee Perry wrote. Okay. And so I asked him, is it short or easy? He said, it's just pretty easy. Play through it in less than a day. This was back when my skills were still developing. If given to me now, it would have crushed it. And I wrote, that's the past versus present um, aspect, too. Which is cool. Yeah, Bonk. All the Bonks are kind of pick up and play. Um, Jake Danzig. <laughs> Danzig. Uh, wrote that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on the Xbox was a really quick one. Um, Alan Binley wrote, Flintstones on the Mega Drive was pretty handy to get through and fun. It said, generally, any Disney title can be completed within an hour. Interesting. Well, another one that I wrote, actually, just trying to gather more interest, I said Gorilla War on the NES was one that I played and beat real easily. Oh, yeah, I remember beating that. You could just keep going. Infinite continues, and there's no penalty for dying. Those kind of games are, the, are like the best rentals, though. It's it's literally playing a game, any other game, with infinite lives on. Yeah, <laughs> you can get through it basically. as a kid. It's cool. Exactly. Uh, Rob Steiner Jr. wrote uh, Smurfs on the ColecoVision. So, so then you got the guy who, or the girl, Daniel Hopkins, who wrote, um, oh, Ghostbusters on the Commodore 64, which is basically the NES one. Okay, yeah. But then Jason Zimmerman chimes in, no, it wasn't. That game was impossible because you couldn't hold enough ghost bait to prevent Stay Puft from going ape shit on the buildings. <laughs> so one person's easy game is another person's hard game, which is awesome. Oh, sure, that's the whole thing beauty of games and sports and all that. So we got uh, Marcelo Barbosa, who also said Little Mermaid. And he also said he didn't notice that he wasn't the first one who mentioned it, which is pretty funny. Um, then you have the classic Darren Peliquin, which is, uh, we've talked about him on a different episode, um, mentioned in a comment. He says, I believe it was a space shooter on the Sega Genesis. Can't remember the name, though. Nice. There we go. That's a it's a good start. <laughs> but, but I said that's like a hundred games. Exactly. That's a good start, buddy. Um, Daniel Greenberg wrote Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Oh yeah, that one's easy. Yeah, he's, but he said he loved every minute of it. It's an easier final. It's like to pick up and play Final Fantasy for like starters. Yeah, for sure. It was it was kind of I think called USA in Japan. Like <laughs> there we go. That tells you everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Josh Olson, uh, which was in the picture with us in MGC, that he wrote Guerrilla War again. Oh, cool, cool. Barry Evans wrote Cool Spot. Oh, yeah, all the 7-Up shit, like, as far as the platformers go, really easy. Absolutely. Super Dodgeball from Ian Pars Parcells. Yeah, that was one that I actually did beat when I ran it, too, which was another thing that was great about that game, though, that... You could pick up and destroy it. Oh, and you yeah. just wanted to do it the next morning. It was like, yeah, that was one that I didn't want to take back. I was like, I can't believe I got to take this game back. This fucking sucks. And I spent the next um, years, number of years, looking for it. And I finally found it in Funko Land. It was like 15 or 20 bucks, which was expensive at the time. That was as much as DuckTales 2. DuckTales Damn. 2 and River City Ransom were like 15 or 20, 25 bucks. For River City, uh, maybe at most. I think River City was twenty, Ducktales was fifteen, and uh, Super Dodgeball was fifteen. Man, those were the hardcore. 
But what's funny is those stayed the same and DuckTales went crazy, so. Because, I mean, it's just then you go to real rarity, like obscurity, and, of course, popularity of, of the franchise. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So now we got Jason Polo wrote Turtles in Time for the SNES. Uh, him and his wife. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Him and his wife played um, played through it. So, yeah, it's obvious one. And then Dominic, who uh, is a local guy over here where I live, wrote, he wrote, that's pretty impressive based on my post. And he said he thought that most people considered Ninja Spirit to be pretty tough. And I went, really? <laughs> and then um, he said something which was hilarious. I had multiple people message me about this. He said his three-year-old son can beat Turtles. Turtles 1? He just said Turtles, so everybody thought he meant Turtles 1. No way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he meant Turtles 2 because that's the game him and his son were playing when I was at a um, I was at a meetup. So I'm pretty sure it's Turtles 2. Um, but Paul Tessie wrote Strider 2 on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, that's not too bad. Ricky Hamilton wrote Castlevania Symphony of Night. He said it's not super quick, but the game has always been second nature to me. I agree. Oh, yeah, it's it's not meant to be hard, though. It's not a fast one, though. But RPGs aren't meant to be, like, physically hard as far as, oh, I can't beat this guy. Some bosses, like Chrono Trigger bosses, you know, mm-hmm. crazy. But most mostly, like, you know what I mean? Like, especially once for Symphony of the Night when you get the Chrysogrim, like, it's all over. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, the only, the actually, the only boss that's tough after that point is uh, Beelzebub. Yeah. And there's like, there's like a Egyptian looking dude, um, like Thoth or something like that. But yeah, those are the only two guys that are even remotely hard. But yeah, yeah, that's the thing though. Symphony of, of the Night's like the enjoyment of just playing and just exploring. Yeah. Oh man, Sif- Symphony did is so good. A plus game. And what's funny is you're noticing people are writing more about like reminiscing, which is cool. That that was the intent of the post. Whereas other people were taking what I wrote literally like a quick play game, which is what I asked. But I like the stories too. I like getting the Symphony of the Night because I knew you would talk about Symphony, and it's amazing. <laughs> that's a whole another episode that's oh, just waiting to happen. Some, someday that'll be a fucking season finale or something. It's got to be. Um, so now we got Final Fantasy Mystic Quest again from another guy, um, Brian Wisner. Wow. Tons of... <laughs> Next one, Larry Bundy, Guru Larry. Um, he has a freaking pretty big YouTuber. He used to run a retro gaming cha- uh, show on TV in, in Europe. Um, he wrote Dynamite Ducks. He said he remembered being so angry that he finished it on his first go. So that's a Genesis game, right? An arcade? I never even fucking heard of it. <laughs> it's it's a beat 'em up, I think. Dynamite Ducks. That's a crazy ass title. Yeah. Um Alex Kerr, who's part of the Tetris scene, he wrote uh, NES Felix the Cat. Oh yeah, that's another easy one. It's like rocking cats too. Um Jeremiah Frank wrote Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the Super Nintendo. Literally no death it on the first attempt when beating it for my thread last year. So apparently the guy has a thread where he beats games or something. But he beat no death it. Easy week that week. <laughs> week off. Dominic then posted that he can finish Turtles in Time in under 30 minutes on hard mode without using any continues. <laughs> That's so, fucking awesome. That was the same one who wrote about his son playing Turtles, which maybe he met Turtles in Time. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe he did. Um, Masters. One guy wrote Command and Conquer Red Alert. Oh, really? You're simply too powerful if you stack the units in the game for the NOD plus Tanya exclamation point. The first Command and Conquer had some strategy and learning curve, but Red Alert was way too simple. That was Jason Zimmerman. Nice. So that's cool. And you gave a little bit of ta- strategy there. That was cool. Just build the same one, a bunch of them, like 20 heavy tanks, take them out. Cool. So then we had um, about 10 people posting about DuckTales, because then Dominic wrote, DuckTales comes to mind. And then one guy wrote, you got all the way through DuckTales and your first time playing it? Now here's the thing. DuckTales is meant to collect money. People, people okay, you can yep. beat that game, but you're supposed to collect every single gem in the game. I, I did a no-death... $10 million run. So try to get $10 million and do a no death. That's that's fucking challenging. Because you have to go through every part of every single level to get every single ruby that exists everywhere. Every single diamond, whatever you want to call them. You can, you can go straight to the boss. That's not what, that's not what Uncle Scrooge does. Uncle Scrooge collects fucking diamonds. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he doesn't go and fight bosses. He want, he's a greedy motherfucker. That's the point of that game is to collect as much money as you can. I don't think a lot of people realize that. No, and, and the question was is that what games were easy that you you know first time you played it you beat it and he was basically reminiscing at this point and then and people were asking him though and he didn't beat it the first time through though he was just like oh I was just talking like I love it's super fun. Uh, it just wasn't super hard and didn't take me long to master it. But he says he mastered it, but then that's when you would challenge, well, now find every diamond. Get $10 million. Exactly. $10 million simoleons. I got that one on tape somewhere. Oh, yeah, you do. You, that's an old classic, freaking no death. It's crazy watching it, too, because I had memorized it so much that it's it's like unreal in a way. Like I, I can't imagine doing that. I had done it for like a whole month straight, so it was like every little piece of it was in my head. It's crazy. It's crazy when you want to do something, though, and you're like, nothing will stop you. It's fucking nuts, dude. So, yeah, beautiful game. Next up is John Riggs. Yes. He wrote, I beat Bonk's Adventure for the NES the first time I played it, but I was already familiar with the TurboGrafx-16. And then Jason Zimmerman wrote, there's Actually, there's too many power-ups in the NES version, so he actually could see that happening. And then uh, Frank, I, I don't know if you realized it or not, but he wrote Kabuki Quantum Fighter. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, oh! <laughs> He's a badass, then. All right, we have a badass, folks. We have a badass in our presence. Um, got another Felix the Cat from Jesse Hernandez. You know, Jesse, our, our buddy, Helped out VGBS, making buttons and crazy stuff for backers. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Hell, yeah. Um, Jorge Gia. I probably fucked his name. It's probably like George Gilla. <laughs> Jorge <laughs> oh, works in Spanish. Yeah. He wrote uh, Tom and Jerry, which I don't know if he meant what system. The NES. NES or Super Nintendo. I mean. Oh, well, there's a Super NES, too. And I think that one's easier. Um so Phil Schroeder, which I actually knew him from Rensselaer when I went to college, he wrote Ikaruga, and he wrote, just kidding, the game's impossible. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, and then the last person, which I think is also trolling, wrote Bionic Commando. Oh, there we go. That's a good job. 
I definitely didn't beat that in my first run. Yeah, I, I didn't. So <laughs> I was like, no, that one took me a while for the cast. Classic season one fucking times, though. I like didn't understand what the fuck was going on when I ran into that. But isn't that crazy that I had that much just off of like one quick question and was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a lot right there. It's fucking amazing, though. Barrels of fun. So I guess we should close out Ninja Spirit here. Oh, yeah, we should. And uh, so, yeah, so at the ending, you basically return to your wolf form, like the beer of the very beginning, and they show, like, the boss showcase. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, the boss showcase is, is classic. And yeah. what's what's crazy is that's, like, a better ending than we had for, like, a lot of games that are, like, have 100 levels. It's like, thank you, and that'd be it. And this one actually has, like, a really cool ending, and the game took, like, 30, 40 minutes. So I'm, just, I'm glad we we got this one fucking under our belt, you know? Oh, yeah, this is just, like, another one that proves that we need to keep doing the, the bullshit homework, and we're we definitely got the right mentality going into these that we just tackle them little by little and have fucking fun with it. All right, so with that... It's time to sign off. Adios, muchachos. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Plus. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Later.